Hey everyone and welcome back to the Pennies and Pounds podcast with your host Kia and this is a podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon and rectify your own personal problems. Happy bank holiday. Happy bank holiday. I really hope everyone has had a good Christmas. If you live in the southeast of England, we've been in tier four, I know. It's actually, it's not fun. It's actually not fun. But I hope you had a good Christmas despite that. I hope you saw your family either in person or virtually. I hope everyone's staying safe. And I hope everyone's resting. It's necessary to rest. It's clear that I'm not very clear but I've had I've had three days off I've given myself three days off but it's back to work for me but I hope the rest of you are working not working wow hope the rest of you are resting much needed rest especially everything that we're going through in the world definitely worthwhile and necessary to take care of yourself but this episode today gonna be a slightly different episode if you have me on Clubhouse, so if you don't know what Clubhouse is, I spoke about it with the episode and talked about property with David. But Clubhouse is basically the best way to describe it is audio Twitter, right? And there's you may have heard different stories about Clubhouse, but at the crux of it, there are some really, really good um, and insightful rooms on there. So you literally, it's, it's like a how to explain it. It's like, so imagine a house, right? And the whole premise of it is that you jump into the app and you're in the corridor. So in the corridor, you can see the different rooms that are going on and you can jump into the room. And then when you're in the room, there's like a stage, you see speakers and you can request to be a speaker. So you can raise your hand and then they can bring you up as a speaker. And then you have people with the green, like, people call it the green bean, but um, the green kind of like flag, which means that they're a moderator. So they are in charge of who can speak and when and who can be on the stage and whatnot. That is what Clubhouse is. You, it's only invite only at the moment. So if you know someone who has Clubhouse, ask them to invite you so you can have a look and see what's going on. But I went off on a tangent there. The reason I'm bringing that up is because yesterday I was on Clubhouse, right? Minding my own business. My plan wasn't to talk. It was literally just to jump into different rooms and just listen to what people are talking about. And just, that's what I do most of the time. I'm in the audience, just listening to people's conversations, gaining gems where they are. and sometimes get some entertainment from people. But I jumped into a room. And I jumped in there because the title was really interesting. It said, stop DMing people to collab, right? So I was like, huh? Okay, interesting. Jumped in there. And it was about four different guys, right? It's four guys on the stage, a very small room. Really like, So I made seven, I believe. So a very, very small room. And they were talking about whether or not you should DM people to collab. And when it comes to like, working with brands, what that looks like. And at the end of the day, the premise was that you should, right? But... They brought me on stage and they wanted me to speak and share some of my tips and things that I've learned along my journey. And I thought, you know what? The only six of them who could take my gems and they really did appreciate it. But I thought, you know what? I want to actually tell it and tell you guys on the podcast. It's slightly different, but I want to help you guys who are looking to work with brands in the new year. Because as you know, I love, I love goal setting. And I'm sure I'll be talking about that next week for a new episode. I'll be talking all about goal setting because we'll be in 2021 by then. But to kind of lead up to it, lead up to it a lot of you listening may be thinking you know what it's my goal to work with x brand i want to really do a partnership with y brand in 2021 so i want to kind of give you my lowdown and some of my tips and what i've learned on that journey so as many of you know i've been on this journey for just over a year now with pennies to pounds and it's been incredible i've learned so much um, and i've managed to work with such amazing brands in that time and i'm so grateful and i'm even more grateful that i've managed to line up some brands already some work for 2021 right so I want to kind of tell you and talk you through how to actually reach out to brands. So first things first, I think there is this kind of stigma around, I don't want to DM brands. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait for opportunities to come to me. And I'm not going to lie to you. That was me at the beginning. In the beginning, I was fortunate enough that brands would come to me. I'd get an email. I'd get a DM. 
of brands wanted to work with me. And that's kind of how a lot of my partnerships in the beginning started. They reached out to me. What I learned along the way, though, is that brands, it doesn't matter how big of a following you are, they, they may not know you. They may not have come across any of your work or any of your content whatsoever. So by you DMing them is you saying, hello, hi, I exist. This is who I am and this is what I do, right? And in the beginning of my journey, those of you who follow me personally on Twitter or on Ikea, you would have seen that I was making threads in the beginning. And I'm making threads quite regularly, about one or two a week I was doing in the beginning. And a lot of those times, the brands that I would mention, I would at them on Twitter. So I didn't know what would come of it, but I'd at them. And that is how a lot of brands started seeing me and started saying, oh, who's this girl? And over and over, if I was mentioning their brands, only where relevant, I would at them and let them know, yep, I've mentioned your brand here and this is what I'm talking about. And I'm, you know, really saying I really like this feature from your brand. and I'm telling people that they should go and use this feature, right? And that actually caused a lot of brands to kind of recognize me and get to know me, right? Because like I said before that, they didn't know who I was. I, I was no one to them. I wasn't even on their radar. So I had to put myself on their radar, so that is essentially what DMing a brand does. It puts you on their radar. So when they're thinking, mm, we're looking for a new influencer who's all about fashion or someone who's all about beauty or all about trainers, you put yourself on their radar. I definitely would encourage you, if you have brands that you want to work with, follow them on social media, engage with their posts, engage with their content. Obviously, I know it's a bit harder if you wanted to work with, for example, Nike or Adidas. They have millions of followers and probably hundreds of thousands of likes and comments all the time but it's definitely worthwhile engaging with their stuff and kind of putting yourself at the forefront and letting them know so when when you do it eventually build up and you get to actually send the emails and the message they'll be like oh yeah that person always likes our, our posts or always comments so you're in their mind already right now when it actually comes to shooting your shots and I am a big advocate of shooting your shots whether it's for brand work whether it's for collaborations just shoot your shot before I go into that little story right so those of you who have heard we have had the amazing Leomi Anderson on the podcast and that was I was so nervous I was so nervous I even told her before we started recording I said oh my gosh like thank you so much for coming on I was so so nervous because I remember it was one day I, th- I think I was driving I was driving myself home and I said you know what you know what I want Leo Anderson on my podcast. I think she's sick with like the brand. I want her on. And thankfully and luckily to me, she was really following me and I followed her. So I just, I just sent her a DM on Twitter. I said to her, hi, Leomi, this is what I do. This is who I am. I'd love to have you on a podcast to talk about like the brand and everything that you've done and kind of any challenges that you faced. I think it'd be amazing. It only lasts, you know, half an hour recording, blah, blah, audio only. All that. I explained everything that I wanted. Press send. And when I pressed send I was so nervous I promise you I remember I was calling my friends I was like guys I messaged her but she's not gonna reply to me she's not gonna reply oh my gosh and she replied within about half an hour she saw it she replied she said I'd love to but right now I'm a bit busy so can you come back to me I think she was waiting for the relaunch of her brand so she said I say I sent it in March right she said okay come back to me in May and I'll be able to do it so I Took her word and I came back to her in May. I said, hey, Leomi, don't you remember me, but it'd be great to still have you on the podcast. And she was like, of course, I remember you. Yep, let's pencil on the date. And that's what we did. And she came on the podcast. So if I hadn't have done that, I would not have had her on. Whoever you want to work with, whether it's a person, whether it's an influencer, even a celeb, right? Shoot your shot. So I'm going to kind of split it up between what you should do when you actually want to message a brand and then what you do if you want to message a person so if it's a brand I would definitely say if you want to work with a brand 
find the right contact detail. You will hear people say, you know, go and find and make sure you're emailing a real person. So you can do that one of two ways. I'm going to tell you the kind of traditional route and I'm going to tell you my preferred route. So the, the traditional route is to do your research, to so have a look on like LinkedIn. Um, so what you can do is like, so what I, I often do sometimes is I type in, for example, let me pick a brand. If I were to pick, um, I pick a, a finance brand. So if I were to pick Quidco, for example, right, I could actually go into LinkedIn and type in, social media quidco or marketing manager quidco and then it'll come up with whoever works in that role or a similar role will come up and then from there you're able to kind of connect with them maybe get contact details because you want to reach out to them because you know you know for sure that this person works for the brand that I want to work with and they work in the right department that I need to be reaching out to so that is one method of doing that and you can find pretty much everyone on LinkedIn and everyone will literally say in their, their title, what they do. So you can pretty much find everyone who works at a certain brand and whatever level they're at and find the right people. You want to make sure you're aiming for PR people within the agency or within the brand that you want to work with or marketing or media communication, something like that. One of those three, media communications, marketing or PR, those are the places you want to kind of get to and make sure you're sending emails to those people because everyone else, if you go to the wrong person, most people don't say, oh, this is meant to be redirected to this person. People just ignore it. Wrong inbox, I'm not interested just literally not even interested. So make sure you do that. That's a traditional route. My preferred method when it comes to brands is to DM them directly. So obviously it depends on the following. So I'm going with like a small to medium sized business. I'm talking about that kind of size. So many of you already know I worked with Monzo. So when it came to Monzo, they they reached out to me in, in a different way, but let me, let me just explain how it works. So with them, I one day decided, I said, you know, what? I'd love to work with Monzo. They were on my vision board, as many of you know. I said, I want to work with them. and I don't know how to do it. So I DM them because I, I want to send them an email, kind of let them know a bit more about what I do and what I think we could do together. But I didn't know who to email, where to go. So on the website, it's, it had like a press email, but I wasn't too sure. Is that email active? Is that going to go to the right place? So what I did is I went into their DMs and I said, hey, guys, my name's Kia. I am blah, blah, blah. This is what I do. Um, I'd love to work with you guys. I have a few ideas. Is there an email that I could, um, you know, send all the information over to you so you guys can have a look at your own time? Um, great to hear back from you. Thank you. Kia, right? Monzo messaged me back and said, hey, Kia, sounds great. Please email here. Look forward to receiving your email. So that already, I already know that A, they're expecting my email and B, I'm going to exactly the right place that I need to go. So the people who need to see it are going to pick it up and they're going to be able to respond and look at it and do whatever they need to do on their end, right? So I would definitely encourage you to do that if a brand has got DMs open. I find brands are probably a bit more receptive personally on Twitter than Instagram because you have a lot of people, especially for like clothing brands and kind of trainer brands and gaming, whatever it is, a lot of people are tagging them in their stories. So your message might get lost. I find Twitter is a bit more, people aren't tagging them as frequently and doesn't, doesn't go to the same place because it goes in their mentions, not in their DMs. So I'd say if their DMs are open, definitely drop them a DM for sure. Drop them a DM and just, just say to them, hi, my name is this. Um, I love what you do or I love your content or I love your items. I'd love to work with you and I have a couple ideas. Is there an email I can send some more information to? That's what you need to send. And then nine times out of 10, the brand will reply to you, give you the right email and then you go from there, right? When it comes to working with people, that you want to work with, big influencers, celebrities, similar process. You literally find the person you want to work with. The majority of people have their DMs open. So I, like I said, I will try Twitter first just because I find Twitter DMs aren't as bogged down as Instagram. 
If their Twitter DMs are closed, then move over to Instagram and see if you can DM them that way. Basically say, hi, my name is X. I love your content. Definitely specify a piece of content or something about them that you really like. So you can say, I love your posts on fashion because I I love fashion myself. Or say, I love your videos on YouTube and they really make me laugh and I really like the way you put them together. Just really specify what it is about them that you like, okay? Because one thing, I know people have always told me this, growing up and when I've been doing, you know, my own business, people have always said, everyone's favourite topic is themselves. So the best thing you can do is to start a conversation about them and say why you love them and why you like their content. Start it off with that, right? And then you move on and say, I'd love to collaborate with you to create this. Oh, I have a podcast. I'd love to get you on because I think you provide, you know, interesting insight or I think you'd be great. Just kind of specify why you want them on and what they'd be able to bring to the table. Then you could say... Is there kind of like an email? I can send you a bit more information about the project or a bit more information about my podcast or my YouTube channel and kind of what that would entail. And then you go from there. I find, in my experience, it's a lot easier to reach out to people who don't have management. Purely because once people have management, a lot of these requests go to management first. So a lot of times I've heard many influencers have said that they, they don't even see what comes through to them because their management will only forward them things that are paid. And obviously a lot of times you want to collaborate with them for free, which is absolutely fine, but they don't even get the chance to turn it down a lot of times because their management will decide for them, this isn't paid. No, you're not going to see this. It's not, we don't want it because obviously at the end of the day, management want to get paid, right? That's how they get paid by getting paid bookings. So it's a lot easier to reach people without management. So you often know someone's got management, they, it's in their bio. On Instagram or on Twitter, it will literally say management with an email underneath or managed by blah, blah, blah. You will know straight away if they've got management. It's not impossible. You can still email people with management. I just find you ha- the success rate is slightly higher if they don't because it means that usually they manage their own social media and they manage their own requests. So it's up to them whether or not they want to do it. But I definitely would encourage you to do that and reach out to people that way. Now, so you've done that. Let's let's assume you've done that. You've got the email that you need from whoever it is, the, the individual, the brand, you've got what you need. Now, what do we do in the email? So this is something that I've kind of learned, tried and error for myself and heard from pe- different people, things that I've worked. So when you come to the email, again, it's about, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. We, you know, just following up on, on the conversation we had via Twitter, via Instagram, wherever you had the initial point of contact just kind of remind them that this is who I am and this is where we kind of started our conversation from and then you go on to say I am this person I do this I would love to work for your brand because I always wear it or I always endorse it or I use it myself and I've been using it for years and I think it's amazing whatever it is and then go on and specify any kind of relevant stats so you're following your engagement rate I want to say here that followers isn't the be all and end all when it comes to working with brands. I know a lot of people who wait until and say, you know, when I get to 10,000 followers and I can work with brands, when I get to 20,000 followers, I can work with brands. I know people who have got brand sponsorship and have less than a thousand followers. Okay. So don't say, oh, when I get to a certain following, I can do this. Shoot your shot. Brands more often than not want to see engagement. So if you have, let's say 1,100 followers, but your engagement rate is crazy because out of those people, everyone who follows you really, really engages with your posts and really engages with your Instagram stories, then you are more valuable than someone who has 100,000 followers, but has a ridiculously low engagement rate because no one, no one even likes their pictures. No one does anything. No one even looks their way. So your engagement rate is what's the most important. There's a website called Flanex. So Let's see if I remember it correctly. It's P-H-L-A-N-X. I'll put it in the episode description as well so you can just click through. That 
can help you work out your Instagram engagement rate. So if you're not too sure, if you're like, oh, I don't know what my engagement rate is, literally put in your, your handle, so your at name, and it comes up with your engagement rate. So you're able to throw that in the email so you know exactly what your engagement rate is. Do the same for Twitter. Do the same for any platform that you have. Literally just, just type in, I don't know, Twitter engagement rate calculator, whatever platform you have to kind of to work out your engagement rate if it isn't already given to you in analytics or the stats on the website that you use. So definitely put that down there and kind of give any relevant stats. So if it's for, if you really want to work with them on a YouTube video, give them a YouTube stats, your subscribers, you, you know, average watch time, all those kind of things, give them all the stats that they need in the body of the email. Then you need to go on and say what you want to do with them. So I want to work with you on maybe a number of sponsored posts, or I'd love to kind of work on a gifting basis. So that'd be a free basis, but you get gifted products and then say what you do in return, because this has to be mutually beneficial. Brands need to see, okay, cool. If I'm going to give you something for free or if I'm going to pay you, what do you think I would get in return? Is it going to be more exposure? Is it going to be um, an increase in sales? What is it going to look like for them? Because if it doesn't pan out for them, then they're not going to put any money behind it or any kind of free products behind it. So you need to work out what does that value exchange look like? Once you've got that down, once you say, you know what, I believe you'll get an increase in, in sales. If you offer me like a affiliates link or you offer me um, a discount code, and you're able to track it that way. We can kind of see how that works. I definitely would say if you're looking to build a long term relationship with a brand and a lot of brands nowadays, when they find an influencer that works or a, a business person that works, they just want to stay with them. OK, brands are lazy. I know I'm a lazy person in general. Like once I find something that works, that's me. And I'm sure a lot of you, a lot of you can relate. That is how brands are. If they find you and you work, they're happy to just work with you and send you things periodically or pay you every so often to do posts because they've got you. So what you want to do is think in the mindset that you're going to establish a long-term relationship. So in doing that, what I would say that's worked for me is to say, right, so you know what, I'd love to kind of do maybe a number of um, sponsored videos. We could do like one every two to three months. It'll be really cool to do that. Um, or do do on a basis like maybe you um, sponsor five videos so the next five videos sponsored by you and have that as like a trial period so from then you can say maybe it'll be great to get like an affiliates link or some sort of discount code so we can track on both sides and see how how beneficial this exchange has been so if it's been really beneficial you're able to track it and they can see on their end wow those people are clicking from this person's link we're actually going to put more money behind this influencer and you can kind of discuss that way and if, if it's not working so well maybe you can come back to the drawing board and say okay cool I thought this would work that's fine maybe we should try and change the content because I believe my audience likes it but maybe if we do this instead you're able to kind of establish that relationship by offering that kind of trial period to see for both of you does it work do you like working with this brand do you like what they stand for because that may change when you start working with them. so do you like working with this brand and equally do do you work for them because you may not work for them and that's okay but it's all about offering that that period of time so you can both establish whether or not this works for you and then if it does you have a long-term relationship hopefully that you've begun to forge for the future finally what I'd say when it comes to actually sending off this email before you send it is to make sure you have a media pack okay so this is something that I got told right at the beginning of the year and I was like what is a media pack and I'm sure many of you are going to be listening and saying a media pack what is that so media pack is basically contains all of your stats and any major achievements that you've managed to achieve on your platforms or with your brand or whatever it is that you're trying to endorse with yourself as an influencer anything that you've done that you believe a brand that you want to work with should know about so you might say you know what I'm a beauty influencer and I've worked with Fenty I've worked with Mac I've done a campaign with L'Oreal. Whatever that looks like, you just need to make sure that you can put down who you've worked with. If you have examples as well, if you have um, posts or videos that you've done before, 
throw it in there so they can have a look and see how that performed and whether or not they want to work with you. Put in your stats, like I said, so we already put it in the body of the email. So you want to put it in the email first. So when they click on it, you want to make sure that you grab their attention because you need to imagine these media people um, and PR people get hundreds sometimes thousands depending on the brand of emails a day so you want to make sure that you grab their attention from the moment they open it if you don't say anything about stats they're going to click off and never look at you again so you need to make sure you grab their attention in the body of the email but also make sure you have it in the media kit so maybe give a bit more depth into your stats over instagram break it down into genders and age groups and so they can kind of see you to make sure that that your audience aligns with the audience that they're trying to reach so again that's a bit more additional research for you to make sure if i'm going to work with a brand do i have their audience for example my audience is under 35s, right? I'm not now going to work with a brand whose target audience is over 45 because that is not my target audience. So we don't align. So you need to make sure that you've done your research and make sure you found brands who actually are, are trying to target the audience that you have. But break it down in that sense of your stats, break it down to your gender, age group. If it's podcast, you know, or, or YouTube, what, what countries people are watching from or listening from, all those kind of things, break it all down past some achievements that you've got and past brands that you've worked with. And then a key one that a lot of people miss out on is to write down and kind of state on there what you offer. So think of yourself as a business. What do you offer? What can I offer this brand? Can I offer them video creation? Can I do YouTube? Can I do podcast episodes? Can I create sponsored posts for them? Can I create TikToks for them? What does that look like? And then from there, you're able to open up that dialogue and they can kind of see, okay, this person does this, 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 this. What's going to work with our brand? What do we think is going to align with our brand? And what can we say? Yeah, actually, we'll pick this, please. And we want to work with you on this. And how can we do this? So state what it is that you're happy to create and what it is that you create. If you have examples that you can either link back to or put in a media kit, that is perfect. Make sure you do that. But always state what you do. Big, big, big thing that I've learned is to never, ever put any prices in your media pack. Doesn't matter how much brands say, oh, can you give us, you know, your prices? You lose the right and the ability to haggle on prices and to kind of go back and forth on prices. If you say, this is how much I charge, Let's say, for example, let's let's say I say, right, you know what? In my media kit, I charge five hundred pounds for a YouTube video, but the brand I reach out to, their budget for a YouTube video for for me, for example, for my stats and everything, would have been three thousand pounds. But because I said five hundred, they said, oh, five hundred, that's fine. We'll take five hundred, even though we had three thousand pounds ready to give you. We'll give you five hundred because that's what you said that you charge. So we'll give you what you charge. Whereas if you say nothing and then they come back to you say how much you charge, you say to them, okay, well, what is your budget? Like, what, what kind of budget do we have? We can discuss your budget. What does that look like? And then from there, they might say, oh, our budget's 3000 How does that work? You know, is, is, yours, did you, is, is your rate slightly higher than that? What does that look like for, for you? And we can kind of have a discussion. And for you, you might say 3000 You might be, be like, God, blimey, that's enough. Like, that is brilliant. But the moment you put a price in your media pack, you've limited and you've withdrawn the ability to have that discussion and that ability to kind of go up and down on how much you charge. So make sure you do not, do not, under any circumstances, put that in there. And then finally, at the end of your media pack, make sure that you put a way that they can contact you. So just say, you know what, you know, I'd love to kind of continue this conversation. Just say, you know what, I'd love to continue this conversation. You can email me back on this email or we can kind of have, um, we can have a phone call about this and this is my number, whatever that looks like, whatever mode of communication you want to have, make sure you put that at the end. So now you're probably thinking, okay, cool, that all sounds good. But how would I make one? I made my media pack 
on Canva. So that's C-A-N-V-A. Canva have a free account where you can literally go on there. They really have presets and templates. You can literally type in, I think it's either media kit or branding kit type that into canva and it'll come up with, with templates already so you can just fill in your information in the templates and add on whatever you want to add on that way but canva is really good to kind of create that and i'll just say just create your first media pack your first media pack is not going to be amazing okay and that's that's just that it's not going to be amazing it's going to take you a while to kind of get used to it and get used to how everything works and then you can amend it as and when i update my media pack pretty much every month now Every month I, I update it because my stats change, my engagement rates change, the people I've worked with changes, what I offer may change. So I, I try to update it every single month. So if I'm going to reach out to a brand and try and pitch myself, I make sure that everything is up to date. I'm not going to send one from June when from June to December, I've done a lot more work than what's actually reflected on my media pack. Make sure that it's up to date as much as you can. So yes, yeah, so obviously you can make media packs anywhere, but if you're looking for a template and you're like, oh, I don't know where to start. Definitely use Canva, use the free account and have a look and see if you can make one on there. Save it down as a PDF and then you've got it to hand whenever you want to reach out to brands that way. But yes, that's pretty much what I wanted to cover in this episode. Hopefully it's helped quite a few of you. Please, guys, if you want to work with someone, whether it's an influencer, whether it's a person, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's a brand, whoever it is, just go and shoot your shot. We're going into 2021. It's not worth saying, oh, no. This year coming, 2021, is a year that we make opportunities for ourselves. We don't sit down and we wait for them to come to us. We make them for ourselves, right? So you need to reach out to these brands. And yes, some of them may not get back to you. And that's just life. It is what it is. But what someone said yesterday in the clubhouse, which I think is really great, is he said that he only remembers the people who do reply, not the ones that don't. The ones that don't go to go to the wayside. You know, you don't think about that. You only remember the brands or the people that do reply. So don't even get bogged down and say, oh, I really want to work with this brand. Are they going to are they going to get back to me? Just wait and see. And furthermore, if they don't, I promise you, life always comes around full circle. So the brands who may not reply to you now, as and when you keep creating amazing content and you keep putting yourself out there, those same brands will be begging you, knocking at your door saying, please work with us. We really want you to kind of promote our stuff or work on our platform. And that will come around full circle. But yes, I hope that's helped. If you have any more tips yourself that you want to share, please do tweet us and we can retweet it so everyone can see. Um, if you want, if you have any more questions with regards to how to kind of actually shoot your shot, please do drop us a message, drop us a, a tweet or a DM and I'll try my best to answer that for you. I definitely will do a YouTube video on this to help people and do give a bit more visuals to it and what to write so you can kind of see that way and kind of have a template on what to write for, for emails. Um, but yes, hope everyone has an amazing week, amazingly productive, but make sure you relax. It's the new year soon. Oh, out with the old 2020, in with the new 2021. I am so excited. Let's make next year a great year. I'm ready to have an amazing year. I know you are too. Put the work in, manifest, write down your goals and let's just, I want everyone to to do well. So let's go and get it. Here's to improving our finances in 2021. Bye guys.